Thank you for choosing to listen to the sermons of the Ninth Avenue Church of Christ. We meet at 2309 9th Avenue in Haleyville, Alabama. And if you're ever in our area, we would love to have you as our guests. If you live in our area, we would love to study the Bible with you. You can call us anytime to set up a Bible study or just to gain more information at 205-486-9247. Also, visit our website, 9thAvenueCofC.com, or check us out on Facebook by simply searching for 9th Avenue Church of Christ. Now we hope you'll join us for a study of God's Word as we seek to follow Him each and every day from the 9th Avenue Church of Christ in Haleyville, Alabama. We all know, and you've heard before, I'm sure everyone in here has heard, the steps of salvation. And you can probably recite those off. Probably one of the first things that you learned in Bible class. Hear, believe, repent, confess. Be baptized. Live a faithful life. And you probably memorized a couple of verses to go with each one of those steps of salvation. I'm not saying that's not a good thing. Of course, obviously, that, that that's a wonderful thing to learn. But let me ask you a question. We often think about the idea of hearing... We understand or we talk about the the necessity of repentance. We know that that before baptism we confess the name of Christ. Of course, we, we know how much emphasis is placed on baptism and rightfully so. I think one of those steps, and I'm not a big fan of thinking of them as steps because I think then in our mind we get an idea of checking off a list and and to me, salvation is is a lifelong process. It's something that uh, we're all at different places and at different points in our life. Um, I, I'm not a firm believer that those have to come in a, a certain order at a certain time with certain intervals. I, I think it depends upon the person. But one of those uh, Bible teachings that we often overlook is that of belief. And you may say, well, I believe. Obviously, I believe. I'm here this morning. But let me ask you to really think about the idea of belief as we move through our lesson this morning. As you know, uh, Adam and I on Sunday mornings this year have been preaching from the words of Christ. And this story that, that was... Share that brother Dan read a few a few moments ago about Thomas, and this is after Christ has has died and has resurrected, and and the other eleven have seen Jesus, and he has appeared to them, and Thomas is still a part of that group, which leads me to believe that that Thomas still believes and Thomas still has faith. But Thomas has not yet seen Jesus resurrected. Thomas is, is with the group. The group is saying to Thomas, they're saying, we have seen Jesus. He, he, he has defeated death. He's back. We have seen Jesus. If you have your, your Bible still open to that 
to that event in, in John chapter 20. That's where we'll spend most of our time this evening. We will go one other place, but we'll spend most of our, t- our time here. It says, we have seen the Lord. Now, let's pause for just a second and put ourselves in Thomas's shoes. Thomas had heard, being one of the twelve, we, we know that Thomas had heard the teachings of Christ. And we know that, that Thomas had, had surely heard Jesus say, I, I must be put to death, but I will rise again after three days. And whether or not Thomas fully understood that, we know that from time to time the apostles didn't quite understand or or didn't fully understand what Jesus was saying as he taught that. But Thomas had surely heard that message. And so here's Thomas. And he's being told, we have seen the Lord. We've seen Jesus. And Thomas's response is... Unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails. Unless I place my hand upon his side where the spear was was driven. Unless I can see, unless I can touch, I won't believe. Now, I don't believe... That Thomas is saying that he won't believe in Christ unless these things happen. And and I may be completely wrong about that. And I'm sure there are those who believe that's what he's saying. I I personally don't believe that's what Thomas is saying because he's still with those twelve. I believe though that Thomas believes that, that maybe they saw... A ghost. Or, or maybe they saw someone who looked like Jesus. If you will, this is, we're gonna turn back just a few books to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 14. This would not be the first time that the apostles had encountered such a situation. Matthew chapter 14, uh, beginning in verse 22. We read, immediately he, being Jesus, made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray when evening came. He was there alone, but the boat by this time was a long way from land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of night, he came to them walking on the on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said... It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. You see, the apostles had had a situation like this before. Where they had 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 seen Jesus, but because of the situation and everything surrounding the situation, they they couldn't reason in their minds how this could possibly be Jesus. Jesus quickly assured them, it is I. I think Thomas is, is having one of those moments. Surely you didn't see Christ. In a human mind, such as Thomas's, it would have been difficult to believe that they had truly seen Christ. It would be difficult to believe 
that they had seen what they were claiming to have seen. When we believe in Christ, or we say we believe in Christ, what are we saying that we believe in? Because here's the story that's being told by the other eleven to Thomas on that day. We only have recorded the words, we have seen the Lord. But this is basically what they're telling Thomas. This is what Thomas is being led to believe by that statement, we have seen the Lord. They're telling Thomas, they're saying, Thomas, Jesus that that came to this earth, that Jesus that we've heard preach and we've seen him do many signs and many wonders, that Jesus that claimed to be God, that was able to heal the sick, that was able to make the lame walk, the blind see, that Jesus that was delivered up on false charges, that Jesus that was beaten, That Jesus that was hung on a cross. That Jesus that we saw buried in a tomb. That tomb covered with a rock. That Jesus that we have followed for so long. He's here. Everything that He said... It's true. He really has defeated death. He really has resurrected. He has to be God. Thomas, that's the only way it's possible. He has to be God. Let me ask you a question this morning. Do you believe in God? I think everyone would nod their head yes. Well, that's a that's a silly question. We're here. Well, we believe in God. Let me ask you this question. If you believe in God, do you believe in the power of God? Do you believe that when Christ died on the cross... That his blood really can wash your sins away. Do you believe that one day the dead will rise and those that are on the earth will be called to meet the Lord? Do you believe there will be a judgment day? Do you believe that when you repent of your sins, God really will forgive? Do you believe God has the ability to forgive? Do you believe that when you confess that name of Jesus, that you're saying, God, I I know that Jesus really did die on the cross. I know that he defeated death. And I know that baptism really can wash my sins away. And God, I really do believe and I really do know that that's something I must do to go to heaven. That I must enter Christ by coming in contact with His blood. You see, I think that's a different question than do we believe in God. 
think it's easy to say we believe in God. But do we really believe in the power of God? As Thomas sat there with that group, he doubted. He said, unless I can see, unless I can touch, I'm not going to believe. Just as Jesus did in John chapter 14, or Matthew chapter 14 that we read a moment ago. Jesus will eventually answer those questions for Thomas. Before we get to that part where Jesus answers those questions. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever doubted? Have you ever had questions? I have. When I was a senior in high school, my grandmother was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Most of you know that. And I prayed. And I prayed a lot. And my grandmother did not overcome cancer. And I asked why. And I wondered why. And I questioned, did I do something wrong? Were my prayers not effective? Why? God, why? God, I prayed and I asked you. And it didn't happen. Why? And as I got older, I looked back on the situation and I realized that when grandmother was diagnosed, they gave her six months to live. And she was with us for 19 months after her diagnosis. Maybe God said, I'll give you a little bit longer with her. Maybe that was God's answer. You see, it is appointed unto man once to die. Something we'll all face. We know it's something that we'll face. But when we have a loved one that's sick, and we have a loved one that hurts, or we see a situation as as such as we saw in, in Sandy Hook or in Columbine or in, in all these other awful situations, you always hear the question during that time, during the follow-up, how can you believe in a God when these things continue to exist? How can you believe in a God that will let children die every day? From hunger. How can you believe in a God who will let some individual walk into a school and, and, and do what he did? You see, God gave us the ability to make decisions. And unfortunately, or fortunately, with that ability, sometimes individuals make poor decisions. Sometimes things happen and we suffer consequences because of the sins of others. You hear stories of individuals who 
were killed in, in, in drive-by shootings and, and senseless acts of violence. I know law enforcement in here or, or judges in here or lawyers in here, district attorneys in here. You You all see these stories so often. You see, God gave us the ability to make decisions. Unfortunately, some people make poor decisions. Here's how I think, or at least how I've answered that question in my mind. God, why my grandmother? That was a question that I asked. Am I not praying hard enough? Am I not praying the right thing? Here's what I believe. I believe that God has shared with me a story similar to that story that was shared with Thomas. And that story says that Jesus came to this earth. And Jesus lived and Jesus died according to God's plan. And Jesus shed His blood on that cross And when I pray for a loved one that's sick, or I pray for someone who's battling illness, and that person doesn't overcome the illness, here's what that story of Christ tells me. That one day, because of what Christ did, I can see that person again. That one day, because of the blood that was shed on that cross, that I have hope to spend eternity with those loved ones and with God. You see, we have a choice to make. We can let moments like that that are difficult lessen our faith or weaken our faith. Or we can allow moments like that to strengthen our faith. Is it easy? Not in the least amount. It's difficult. It's difficult when you pray and you feel like God's not listening. It's difficult when there's something that you want so bad and you pray so hard for it. And it doesn't happen. You see, life is difficult sometimes. When we read the story of Thomas, I hope that you're encouraged by many things, but if nothing else, I hope you're encouraged by this one thing. And let me finish this sentence before you quit listening. I don't think it's wrong to ask why. I don't think it's wrong to have questions. I think the problem becomes when we give up. When we give up on God. You see, Thomas had questions and Thomas wondered... 
But what did Thomas do for those eight days between hearing that Jesus had returned and seeing Jesus once again? There was an eight day span, it tells us. Thomas had questions and Thomas wondered. But Thomas still met with those the other eleven. Thomas searched. Thomas looked for the answer. Thomas wanted it to be true, I believe. I know. Because he still met with the other eleven. Maybe you're here this morning and, and you have questions. Maybe you've even gone as far as doubting at times in your life. But you're still here because you're still looking for those answers. And you're still seeking that which you've been searching for. Maybe you're in the shoes of Thomas. Here's what happened for Thomas, to Thomas. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again. And Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands and put your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. You see, Jesus had told those twelve that he must be put to death, but that he would rise and, and come again and he would meet them again. And he did. And, and Thomas had doubts at times. And, and those doubts were answered. Jesus finished that sentence with a message for us today. He said, if you believed because you have seen me. Blessed are those who have not seen. And yet have believed. Jesus has promised you and me. That he'll come again. That when he comes again, he will deliver the bride to God. The bride being the church. Those that have been washed in the blood. Those that Jesus, that God has added to the church when they become a baptized believer. Jesus has said, I'll, I'll come again. Do you believe? Do you believe that Jesus will come again? Do you believe that no matter what your situation be, whether you're still here on this earth or, or whether you have already passed, that God has the power to raise your body, to give you a new body, an eternal body? Do you believe that Jesus is, is preparing a place for you in heaven? Do you believe that that place is being prepared? Do you believe that one day you'll hear that mighty trumpet sound? And our faith will become sight. And just like Thomas did, we'll be able to see the scars in his hands. And we'll see the scars on his side.
Or do you believe? If the answer to that question is a, a simple yes, I want you to ask yourself that question again. Because I believe that if we truly believe in God, doesn't mean we'll never have questions. It doesn't mean that we'll never wonder. But it means that we'll continue to seek and we'll continue to search and we'll continue to have faith and we'll continue to pray and we'll continue to love God and we'll continue to tell everybody that we know about it. About the hope that we have, about the hope that we share in Christ. Do you believe that He's coming again? Maybe this morning, you're wondering, well, I I prayed and, and those prayers weren't answered, and so is there really even a God? The answer to that is yes. How do I know that? Because I believe what I read in Scripture. I believe what Scripture tells me. Why do we have this story of Thomas? Why do we have certain stories that we have in Scripture? I believe that's answered in in verse 30, just after the story of Thomas. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. What a wonderful message. Belief in God means having life in His name. Eternal life. Maybe you've submitted to God in baptism. Maybe you've believed and, and, and you've submitted to God in baptism. But, but things in life have happened and, and caused you to, to wonder and to doubt to the extent that, that you've fallen away. Turn back to God. Turn back to that promise That Jesus made on that cross when he was shedding his blood that said, this blood will wash away your sins and you can be with me. I'm going to prepare a place, but I'm coming back. Maybe you're sitting here today and and you believe in God and and you believe in the Bible, but, but you've never submitted to God in baptism. For whatever reason, maybe maybe you're thinking, well, I'm going to wait later in life and, and I need to, to, to live my life a few more years and then I'll submit to God in baptism. Or, or maybe you're, you're telling yourself that, well, it, it's not really necessary. Scripture is very clear about baptism. If you stay in the book of John, and you go back to chapter 3, 
Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said, How can man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered and said, I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. We discussed that verse in our Bible class this morning. One of our young people brought that verse up and asked the question, how can you read that verse and not understand that baptism is necessary? I completely agree with him. If you're sitting there this morning, belief is just saying, I know God. Belief means that you believe the words that are written in this book. That you believe that Christ died on the cross. That you believe that baptism can wash away your sins. And that you believe that He's coming again. One day, our faith will be sought. Hope will no longer be hope because it will be seen. One day, that trumpet will sound. One day, we will stand before God on judgment. What if that day is today? I know you hear preachers ask that a lot, and obviously it hasn't been the case yet where that was the case, but what if it was today? Are you prepared? What if it's not today? Why would you want to live another day outside of Christ when you don't have to, when the price has been paid? Maybe this earth still has tens of thousands of years left in it. Only God knows. But even if that's the case, why do you want to spend another moment outside of Christ? After all that He's given us. Do you believe in the one they call Jesus? And do you believe that He's the answer? If so, but you've fallen away and you've... You've turned away from God. Turn back to God today. If you've never submitted to Him in in baptism, we just read, that's the only way to enter the kingdom. Unless one is born of water, he cannot enter the kingdom. If you have any needs, encouragement, submission to baptism, repentance of sins, whatever your needs are, we're family here. And let's help each other out in times of need. Do you truly 
believe in God? Ask yourself that question today. Ask yourself that question right now while together we stand and while we sing.